0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to yet another episode of the Wrestling vs. World Podcast, thank you all for tuning in, and you can tell by the title below what this one's all about. Now, I'm recording this the morning after WrestleMania Backlash, so maybe this has changed since then, I don't know. It's possible that it has, but anyway, everybody knows that freaking Car- Charlotte Flair's booking is just gotten repetitive to the point where she's, most of the time, whenever she's on television, she's either... A champion, or she's challenging for a championship. Very rarely. Have you seen her on the main roster doing anything besides having something to do with the championship in her time since she came up? Around mid to late summer 2015, I believe it's been. So I just looked through her record and everything. I've got the list of every televised championship match she has gotten since she came up to the main roster. And yes, it's a bit of a spin of what happened with the John Cena video not too long ago. But anyway, I've t- tallied everything and put everything in chronological order. When you combine the Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Divas, and Team Championships, she has had 29 combined televised title shots. Those five championships combined. And I'm going to calcul- go through everything and then tell you all how many of those are for each. So stick around for this one. So we all know... She came around the summer because there's a whole Divas revolution, which nobody cares about. The first match she had was on the September 14, 2015 Raw against Nikki Bella for the Divas Championship. And of course, there was that whole switch route thing. So title change did not happen as expected. That means Nikki Bella broke the record for the longest Divas Championship in history. Yay. Which led to match number two. At the Champions 2015 against Nikki Bella once again for the Divas Championship, Charlotte would win the championship. Boom! That's all done. Third shot. I technically put it this on the list because it was a championship on the line, despite the fact that her championship was also being retired. WrestleMania 32: Sasha Banks, Becky, Charlotte, Triple Threat, retiring the Divas Championship, and the winner would become the Women's Championship. So they're challenging for the Women's Championship. Would be the Raw Women's Championship. So third match on the list, I count it. Now, match number four: SummerSlam 2016 against Sasha Banks for the Women's slash Raw Women's Championship. This is where things started to get repetitive a little bit because the title changes were happening frequently where Charlotte would win on pay-per-view and Sasha would win on Raw, like it even matters. Number five, after already dropping the championship and then eventually regaining it and bouncing back and forth, she would get another shot for a shot number five, the Hell in a Cell 2016 against Sasha Banks, first ever Women's Hell in a Cell match. And uh, the less said about that, the better. Number 6, roadblock end of the line, getting once again the Raw Women's Championship match against Sasha Banks in the Iron Woman match. We have be gender-specific. Number 7, she'll get the title shot for the Raw Women's Championship against Bayley. That would be a loss which would be Charlotte's either first overall or first one-on-one loss on pay-per-view after 16 victories. People keep saying, why did this happen? Why did she lose on this random pay-per-view? 16. Father, sixteen world time world champion, so sixteen and zero before her first loss pay per view. It makes sense. Number eight, the following pay per view, WrestleMania thirty three fatal four way elimination match against Bailey, Nia Jax. Even though I misspelled it right here on my paper, everything I put X K and Sasha Banks fatal four way elimination match with Raw Women's Championship. Once again, failed. I believe she was the last woman eliminated here. Then of course the draft happened. She goes over SmackDown and very quickly. April 25th, 2017 edition of SmackDown, I believe was an no contest ruling against Naomi for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Fast forward about six months for title shot number 10, Hell in a Cell 2017 against Natalia for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Fails to win it there. Title shot number 11, November 14th, 2017 edition of SmackDown Live, she would defeat Natalia for the SmackDown Women's Championship and that would lead to her to being the whole SmackDown Women's Champion and Representative for the whole Raw for SmackDown crap at Survivor Series Just a little bit later Number 12, after losing the championship Via the Money in the Bank cash in by Carmella She unsuccessfully challenged Carmella For the SmackDown Women's Championship at Backlash 2018 So less than 3 years She's already on 12 televised title shots Then, of course, she went away for a little bit, all of a sudden she comes back, and it's announced, oh, if you defeat Carmella, you get added to the SmackDown Women's Championship match against Becky Lynch and Carmella, making a triple threat at SummerSlam. Even though she was away for several months, she comes back, and she's immediately given an opportunity to challenge for the championship. So that leads to Championship match number 13, SummerSlam 2018, where she wins the SmackDown Women's Championship again against Carmella and Becky Lynch. This became a repetitive thing, because it's like, she's gone for several months, comes back, automatically gets the opportunity to be in the championship match, rather than just stepping aside and waiting. Just like, oh, we gotta have her in, we don't know what else to do with her. So then after she gains the championship, she loses it to Becky. She challenges Becky for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Super Showdown, which is the one over in Australia. And I believe that one ended in disqualification. Remember I right. Then you lead to match number 15 October 9, 2018 edition of SmackDown Live. I think this was a double count-out where she challenged Becky Lynch for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Then leads to number 16, the, oh, Women's Pay-Review, Evolution. Charlotte will lose against Becky Lynch in the last women's standing match once again, SmackDown Women's Championship. Fast forward a couple of months, either a month or two, for title shot number 17, TLC twenty eighteen. Fails to win the SmackDown Women's Championship in a TLC match against Asuka and Becky Lynch. Asuka would win this new SmackDown Women's Champion. Fast forward a few months for title shot number 18. March 26, 2019, SmackDown would defeat Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and that would make her SmackDown Women's Champion leading into WrestleMania. Speaking of which, title shot number 19, WrestleMania 35, triple threat against Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. Winner take all, which means she was challenging also for the Raw Women's Championship, but Becky would get the win. Becoming a double champion. Not unifying because both titles were still active. Yeah, yeah it's whatever. Title shot number 20, Money in the Bank 2019. Charlotte would, su- would successfully defeat Becky Lynch, become the SmackDown Women's Champion, and then right afterwards, Bailey would successfully cash in for Money in the Bank. Thank you, Bailey. Title shot number 21. A couple months later, Clash of Champions 2019. Charlotte would fail to win the, win the SmackDown Women's Championship against Bailey in the pay-per-view. Then that following month, Title Shot number twenty-two, she would win the Hel- win at Hell in Cell twenty nineteen against Bailey to become the SmackDown Women's Champion for the quadrillionth time. Menacing. So then afterwards, I think I don't know if this was part of the wild card rule or something, but all of a sudden, the November eighth two thousand nineteen edition of Raw, she would team with Becky Lynch to unsuccessfully challenge the Kabuki Warriors to the Women's Tag Team Championships. Then we had the whole. Title Strike number twenty-four: The special Starcade 2019 Fatal Four-Way Tag Team Match would fail to win the SmackDown or fail to win the Women's Tag Team Championships with Becky Lynch against the champions Kabuki Warriors and other challengers Alexa, Nikki Cross, and Bailey Sasha Banks. A little bit forward, TLC for Title Shot number twenty-five already failed to win the Smack, failed to win the Women's Tag Team Championships at TLC 2019 with Becky Lynch against the Kabuki Warriors in the Tag Team TLC match. That was the one, of course, where Kairi Singh got concussed. Hopefully she's okay. Title shot number 26, WrestleMania 36. After becoming the Royal Rumble winner, she decided to challenge Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship and would successfully defeat her to become the new champion. First time ever where a Royal Rumble winner would actually challenge for an NXT Championship, which is a little surprising. A few months later, for title shot number 27, the June 17, 2020 edition of Raw, she would unsuccessfully challenge Asuka for the Raw with championship. Title shot t- after being away for a little while. Title shot number 28, TLC 2020. Originally, it was supposed to be Asuka and Lana versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Lana was written out of television saying she got a leg injury. So who comes back that night to team with Asuka? The returning Charlotte. Her first match back, and it's a championship match. And herself and Asuka win the tag, Women's Tag Team Championships against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. First match back again. Put right back in the title picture. And then finally, number 29, the most recent example, Wrestlemania Backlash. Unsuccessfully challenged for the Raw Women's Championship as a triple threat against champion Rhea Ripley and fell challenger Asuka. Good lord. 29 televised championship matches since she came up to the main roster in the summer 2015 out of all those title shots out of all 29 nine of them were for the Raw Women's Championship 13 was her challenging for the SmackDown Women's Championship one for the NXT Women's Championship two for the Divas and four for the tag team championships so when it comes to so 22 actually 20 Four? Yeah, twenty-four out of the twenty-nine title shots were for the main roster's single women's championships that she could challenge for. Think about that for a second. Twenty-four out of the twenty-nine championship matches that she has challenged for on her time on the main roster in less than six years have been for the singles championships that she can hold on that are on the main roster level. This is why. People like myself and plenty of others have problems with Beck, with Charlotte because her, rep- her booking is so repetitive. It's like, when and now, make her challenge for a championship. Look at her time on the main roster. She's barely had anything going on that does not involve challenging for a championship or even defending a championship. I mean, like earlier this year. Just having the whole program with Lacey Evans. That got dropped because Lacey Evans suddenly got pregnant. So what does is, what is Becky or Charlotte want to do afterwards? She immediately challenges Oscar for the Raw Women's Championship going into WrestleMania. It's like, when in doubt, just challenge for a championship again. And of course, that match could not happen because something was going on with medical. I don't know if COVID or fake pre- or pregnancy tests gone wrong. So she had to miss WrestleMania. Then after WrestleMania, she's right back, appearing on television, and she just gets put into the Women's Champion, Raw Women's Championship match without freaking even coming number one contender or anything. It's just, what do we do with her? Have her challenge for the championship. How do we lead her to that? Just do it. This is a major problem. When you have repetitive booking, people are going to be able to see what the outcome is from a mile away, and people are going to get tired of it. That was a problem like with Sasha Banks. It took until, like I think, last year for her to finally retain a championship on television. When you had and people every time she was defending a championship, everybody got to the mindset saying, "Oh, she's just gonna lose." As soon as you have that repetitive booking, it's gonna make hard a fan- hard time for making fans believe and get invested in something if they can see some outcome coming a mile away. It is like at this point, it's happening with Charlotte. It's like. When in doubt, she's just going to challenge for a championship again. Because she's barely had any programs that do not involve the championship. Like I say, the temporary Lacey Evans stuff, you had the match with Trish Stratus. The only other thing I can easily think of would also be that temporary match that she had with Ronda Rousey. But that was impromptu because Becky got injured. That's it. Other times, she's just got all these feuds going on for championships for the majority of her time. Like I'm not discrediting Charlotte at all. She's an amazing talent. She's definitely amazing in the ring. She's the most successful out of all three of Ric Flair's children that are in the business. No disrespect to Reed or David, but it's honest when you look at her, like how she is in the ring and her accomplishments and everything. She's become more of a, she's the most successful of the Ric Flair child of Ric Flair's children that are in the business. But also it's seemed like the company is too focused on her and don't know what, they don't know what to do with her other than just constantly having her on the championship picture. And that's a problem. She has been, think about, like, you look at the John Cena podcast episode I did not too long ago. He's had 50 televised champion, world championship matches on the main roster between 2003 all the way up until, I think, what, 2019 or something like that? I had the results written down somewhere. Yet, uh, like, freaking 25 out of 20, like, Charlotte's got, like, half those singles championship, like, opportunities. Cena's had 50 overall world title shots on television. Charlotte, in terms of the main roster single championships, she's had 25. and has been on the main roster probably around a fraction of the time. Before, if they keep this up, she's going to freaking break John Cena's record for how many world title shots he's gotten this fast. And it's, like, it's crazy because they keep giving it to her even if she's off television for a while. She could be off television for months on end because she's had some kind of surgery or something's going on, and then as soon as she comes back, title shot! And nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see this repetitive booking. We've got too much focus on one person. Like, it's legitimately annoying. I'm not... I can't sugarcoat it. When you keep booking somebody into the same predicament over and over and over, people are going to get tired of it. Like, in fact, let me, as I speak, let me see how many times she's been champion because I have lost count let's see what her record is now in terms of her accomplishments she's a two-time overall NXT Women's Champion one of those being since being on the main roster one-time Divas Champion four-time Raw Women's Champion five-time Smackdown Women's Champion and one-time Women's Tag Team Champion so 13 title reigns overall since she's been in WWE 12 of those 13 have been since she's been on the main roster like this... Like I said, it's becoming nightmare. Nobody's going to want to watch product when you have too much focus on somebody. This, I saw Bleacher Report make a news article about this. This is pretty much like the female version of John Cena where there's too much focus on one person, shoving down your throat, and constantly getting all the opportunities. Like, there's more to your roster than just Charlotte. Yet WWE clearly doesn't care because they've put way too much focus on her time and time again. And everybody is pretty much tired of it. So anyway, let me know what you all think in the comment section below. Like I said, by the time I release this episode, she probably got another handful of title shots by this point. It would not surprise me. And if so, (laughs) it's not going to be a ratings draw. But anyway, let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, leave a like, subscribe with that bell on. For notifications and all that, so you don't miss future uploads. Catch you guys later. Thanks for watching everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, folks.